Welcome to Sound Off, WKNC's daytime music podcast where we discuss some of the latest news and do in-depth reviews of some of the hottest new releases in the independent music world. I am DJ Ones. Uh, my real person life name <laughs> is Michael Jones. And uh, alongside me, of course... I am uh, Sean Anglin, or my real person name is Shorty Shorts. Or officially, I guess, at the station. People just call me Shorty Shorts. Yeah, no, if you <laughs> were to have a WKMC birth certificate, it would just say Shorty Shorts yeah, on it. Yeah, it would, yeah. And uh, this week, very excited to have two brand new releases to talk about. Um, first off, by Wild Beast, and second, the latest release from local band The Rosebuds. But until then, let's talk a little bit of news. Okay, so first off, kind of to get things going and underway it's 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 light in some regards maybe because it's just so weird but courtney love will be sued for uh her twitter feed once again now she settled back in march for uh, insulting a fashion designer on twitter uh and it kind of set a precedent in its sort but she's also been slapped down with another lawsuit recently it's from a lawyer uh, and this is following some comments that she said about their professional relationship. And, uh, you know, Courtney Love has kind of had it rough recently with the whole drug thing coming back into her life, it seems. But while she was trying to recover some money for, uh, I think it was this previous suit that had, what that she had thought had been stolen from the Cobain estate. Uh, so, so she's having some troubles here. It's kind of backfiring, if anything. But what do you think this can say about just artists on Twitter in general? Well, you know, I, all it all it really says to me is that you know, there's responsibility with what you say, uh, of course. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. This statement. She, uh, you know, she was upset. She says, uh, uh, whatever. Who this person was? I can't believe this person was bought off. And so the thing that this article says that kind of frustrates me is uh, uh, the the uh, attorney says that Love's statement caused significant damage to her career, which it probably didn't, and she would like to be paid now, please. And that just the way that that's said, it it's seems like, a little desperate. If yeah, anything. it's just like, oh, here's an opportunity for me to make you give me money, so I'm going to take it because I'm a lawyer, and uh, I know that I can get money from you. Um. The actual, I feel like what she actually said, uh, you know, isn't that bad. Um, she is Courtney Love. She's crazy. I don't think anybody <laughs> that um, wants a good lawyer lawyer is going to really take into account uh, that Love, you know, is upset with a lawyer. And for what's that? Uh, these technological determinants, not technological determinants, but you just want to talk like tech theory these people where you know there's these unintended consequences that may not be eventually seen so for all of the benefits of having this type of publicity um it it's censored publicity in a sense you can't just go off rattling whatever you want um and this kind of not only is isolated to the world of music and uh, i know it's especially valuable for many musicians who are just wanting to spread hey we're in this town or hey we're gonna go do an interview with this radio station or with this guy and you can listen to it on here or here. But there's also, and especially in the case with someone who has that kind of higher profile, like a Courtney Love and someone who's gone under much more scrutiny over the past two decades, especially like a Courtney Love. Um, 
there's also having to worry about your brain's filter. (laughs) Yeah. And in this case, I mean, it can cost her a lot of money. I mean, and a lot of stress, a lot of unneeded stress. And, uh, I, I don't think that this is a very common case for, for artists in general to have on Twitter. Like I, I have never seen an article where arcade fire is getting in trouble with, uh, their record label in the UK because of something that they said on Twitter. But I, I, again, I think that's because they know where their filter is and maybe they just don't take the, uh, the medium as something as legitimate as like a PR statement or an, uh, a public interview because I mean, it's that front stage backstage kind of sociology thing, psychology thing where you're having to, uh, control what you're thinking of when you're in that kind of very public statement. And maybe it's her just kind of, uh, losing focus of where she is in a very public forum. And it's, it's, I mean, it's definitely not, it's definitely going to cause her some unintended stress. Yeah. Twitter's that kind of stage where it gives you the opportunity to, to say that, that one little phrase that you're, you'll probably regret. It's like, uh, uh, it's, you know, cause you're recording your immediate thoughts, like little things. That's what big artists like to do. They like to just tell everybody these, these little aspects and, uh, you're bound to say something you regret. And especially if you're Courtney Love and you have, a lot of things that a lot in your arsenal to, to insult people. Yeah, and anybody pretty much can respond to you if if you're gonna have it open and you're gonna use it for publicity, like uh, an artist at Courtney Love's level would. Um, then you're gonna you're gonna come across those those people that are gonna call you out on the mistakes that you've made in the past two decades, and and they're they're definitely gonna you know there are definitely the trolls out there that are gonna try to pick at all of your buttons and try to push at all your buttons to see if they can get a reaction out of you. Uh, even if you aren't doing anything intended, but, um, regardless it's a, you know, it's a powerful tool and in this case. It's not, it's not helping Courtney love. I'm, I'm sure this is not what she would want. Another lawsuit over Twitter. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, just something to think about for a little while. All right. Well, with that in mind, uh, let's move on to something a bit, maybe not so legal, um, this is a recent thing that's kind of come out. Trent Reznor, among others, and Karen O. They are uh, covering Led Zeppelin. And now this, uh, well, Trent Reznor has kind of had some some recent successes, especially with um, uh, with movies and movie production soundtracks. He won with uh, Atticus Ross won the Oscar for soundtrack, not soundtrack, but uh, score for The Social Network. Well, he looks like he's going to be back and uh, Karen O is going to be helping alongside of these covers for Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. And the song is out now if you're interested in looking it up. Um, the movie won't come out until uh, Christmas time this year, uh, 2011, for those that are listening in the future or in the past if you're a time traveler. Yeah, um, well, I guess it would, wouldn't it still be the future? From now, and I don't think you could listen to the show if it was in the past. From now, well, what if they? What if they're from the future and they came back to the past? So we're, but we're talking about from the future of right now for oh, us, oh, not from oh. them. No, well, maybe they're among us and we just don't know. Okay, I don't know. This would take 
in-depth discussion. Yeah, this is for maybe uh, uh, much smarter people <laughs> than me, at least. I don't know. You went to a seminar about that stuff, didn't you? I didn't make it. Oh, bummer. Okay, well, uh, let's just talk about artists getting involved, among other things, not only with covers, but with soundtracks in general. And the fact that um, Trent Reznor has won recently and has had success in that forum... And the fact that they're they're kind of going out and they're doing interesting things, not only in creating their new content, but in covering others. So let's just get first impressions on that, England. Um, well, yeah, they've both both these people have done interesting things, I think. Um my actual uh, opinion of what well, the article we're talking about has the trailer and uh, you know, backed up by the song. Yeah. And I actually kind of couldn't go through with it. I'm kind of cr- confused with the situation actually because i know uh the girl with the dragon tattoo had a a movie come out in 2009 so now they're coming out with a new movie so soon after and uh you know led zeppelin is obviously you know well i guess you can't say obviously but they're they're one of my favorites um just a powerhouse of the past of the yeah and uh immigrant song great song the um (laughs) <laughs> they include uh, P. Diddy, Puff Daddy, maybe, was the, was who he was when that song came out. He covered it long ago. Uh, not really covered, but uh, remixed. Um, and you can't, I don't know, it's kind of hard to compare these uh, covers with the original. And the best example I think of that is Puff Daddy. Um, you know, his his version is kind of, you know, not as good, and he's wearing these humongous, baggy leather pants. Yes, exactly. So, so it Thanks, just kind of it takes it takes credibility away from him, I think. But in this case, just the apparel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, in this case, it's you know, uh, a critically acclaimed movie, or to be, or a book. It's yeah, a yeah. widely acclaimed book. Well, right, and um, and it's with a great song and and two. I th- I, I think I have much more respect for Trent Reznor, Atticus Ross, and uh, Karen O. Or I guess Atticus Ross isn't doing this, but um, the the actual song, I'm not sure how I feel about their cover. Yeah, I think if anything, both of these artists bring this really distinct uh, musical quality, um, very different, and yet somewhat experimental in their own regards. I mean, Karen O is notorious for being able to change up sounds. I mean, the yeah yeah yeahs in general. Um, notorious for being able to change up sounds really successfully. Yeah. For that matter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Reznor just being the pioneer and messing around with all the crazy noises that you can get out of everything <laughs> that makes noises, basically. Yeah. Uh, and just just becoming notorious. So I think the fact that they are able to kind of come together, this could lead to something incredibly special. But uh, I think it's just a matter of time and. If there are already some type of uh, concerns in your mind over the content and how kind of creepy it can be at times, um, maybe that's just temporary. It's just one of those things we'll have to, to wait out and see once again. Like many uh, upcoming things, you just have to wait and see for that matter. Yeah, absolutely. Just with um, some covers, either you like them or you try to defend them. And, and in this case... Uh, the immig- immigrant song by Led Zeppelin's just—I I feel like—or you hate them. Yeah, I guess you can just hate them. But you just uh, hate covers. But that that song is just—I don't know. I feel like growing up, it was just a, kind of a foundation of this this amazing 
genre and uh and so covering it i i find it hard to kind of give some of these artists credit absolutely well you know there are some people that do interesting covers out there just yeah. for fun yeah, yeah um av club is great at doing this yeah uh i i love when i listen to it constantly ted leo and the pharmacist covering tears for fears oh, just so good but there's there's definitely a, a good way about going through with it um i think it's just a matter of getting all of your elements right yeah uh, also, I saw Sharon Von Etten cover uh, an 80s track that I'm forgetting the name of, and I'm going to punch myself. I'll show you after we record this. It's it's quite hilarious and okay. awesome at the same time. But uh, yeah, it's definitely, it'll be interesting to see where what in what direction this goes. And uh, especially with those kind of renowned artists, like you mentioned earlier, it's hard to get a cover that people seem to generally like. Yeah. Like if somebody covered The Who, I mean, Pearl Jam did it recently, but I mean, or they they've done it for quite some time. Um, but again, they have that kind of backing behind them to go about doing that, um, which may not necessarily be the case for uh, at least Karen O, but I think Trent Reznor, who who does those kind of experimental things, has the ability and kind of has the fan base. It's just a matter of where he goes with it that makes a difference. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, with that, let's get to some brand new music. How about that? Okay, let's do it. First up, this is the latest release from Wild Beast entitled smother they're releasing this once again off domino records uh and let's just dive right into it sean england first thoughts on wild beast smother well it comes out it starts immediately and all i can think is kind of eccentric vocals and overall the whole album i tried to think of what it made me think of and i think what i i think what i was relating it to was anthony and the johnsons in some way but uh and maybe just in vocals and just kind of the some some of the way they twang but this album is is much different in the in the fact that they um just just great beats. Um some some of the songs are slower, uh track three a little bit, track five, track six. But uh track six, I think, is um what is that called? Invisible. Yes. Uh it's just it always kind of has a promise of rise. And I think the rest of the the rest of the album just um I was, it, it attracted me. I, I had a great experience with the album, um, track four and, uh, let's see, track seven, Albatross, loved them. Yeah, I think Albatross is the leading single for this, but just to kind of go off that, um, the one thing that really stands out, and if you can get over, I guess kind of get over this hump or appreciate this, then you're going to love this album as well. And that is the fact that these guys had these incredibly powerful orchestral like operatic voices and uh, on this one there is a more of a sharing kind of nature between the guitarist and who I guess was always considered the lead singer I don't know they they seem to switch back and forth that original lead singer and uh, the other guitarist seem to share quite a bit of the load here and uh, for me personally I like it when the uh, original singer kind of kind of shows his chops maybe it's because it's a more brooding kind of deeper voice and the other guy who um is the moan vocals behind albatross has it it's very light and kind of fairy tale-esque in a way um very majestic and it's i mean just beautiful and it goes so well with the music that they make in general which is also um, this beautiful kind of majestic music and the beats and what you were talking about a little later. I think those are the glue 
that hold all, that hold a lot of these tracks together because otherwise this could be a pretty overbearing sound for one to take. Mm-hmm. But thankfully, I think those are 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 able to hook someone enough to where this is going to be quite an enjoyable experience. And um, I'm a huge Wild Beast fan, for that matter. Their last album, I was I was pleased with. Um, this one I like a bit more than the, the previous. Um, but just in general, I am very satisfied with this release. And uh, uh, I was a bit skeptical when Albatross was the leading single because there were other because I wasn't the biggest fan of it. Uh, definitely on here, my focus tracks have to be Bed of Nails, which is the second, and Deeper, the third. And, um, you know, I love it when a, a band can pull off the really good long track. I remember we mentioned that last week with My Morning Jacket. And uh, Income Too Soon is one where I, I just lost time with it. You, you look back and go, really, that was seven minutes? Yeah. Um, yeah, it's kind of like they want to drag it out. Uh, you know, it's the end and it, it's an appropriately named track. It is an end come too soon. And I, I wanted them to drag it out too. I, I enjoyed the album a lot. And that last track, I just, uh, yeah, I, you know, seven minutes almost wasn't even enough. Yeah. There was a lot here and I kept wondering where it would go next. Um, because I wasn't really sure. And, uh, thankfully where they went was, was nice places. They took me to nice little <laughs> nice worlds places. of theirs. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, it's, it's, it's a pretty satisfying experience overall. Yeah, there's some uh, some really inspiring composition. You know, they have they have some some brilliant um, pieces of instrumentation. Yeah, absolutely. I think they're becoming masters of their own work. And uh, with this album, I mean, they've been fitting into this kind of groove for years. But I think really they're just hopping on top of their game. And the next, and hopefully the next, even after that, will be better. Just because they seem to be getting in this groove uh, and this kind of formula for success that they're setting themselves up with. And it's pretty exciting just to listen to. Yeah, absolutely. I I, I really enjoyed this entire album. And uh, with that, let's let's move on now. This is of course the one of the bigger local releases in the past couple of months. Uh, it's the new release by the Rosebuds, Loud Plains, Fly Low. Uh, let's just get right into it. Sean, first thoughts. It's awesome. Uh, just again, uh, immediately, my first thought is. Uh, vocals it, it comes in with uh with humming which i expressed last week that i really love and they do it so well um uh i, I just feel like most of the album is just pretty and smooth and and i i really like it there's uh there's lots of steady instrumentation there's some influence of bells um and the first time where kelly crisp takes over for lead vocals track four i mean it's awesome it, and it's it's just two people. Um, who is it? Kelly Crisp and Ivan Howard or something. But uh, they, I don't know. They, you know, you can kind of tell that there's not too much going on. Uh, you can kind of tell that the band's small, but it's just fundamental and it's fundamentally sound and it's it's really pretty. This album is is really strong. I think. Yeah, you know, this is an interesting change of directions for the Rosebuds. There, uh, just typically speaking. It's much hap- It's a much happier affair um, with previous Rosebud albums like Lifelike and uh, Birds Make Good. Uh, those are much happier albums, kind of upbeat stuff. This seems very dark on the other hand. Um, it, for the first half, the album is pretty, I mean, just the album in general is pretty slow. And the lyrics are kind of morbid. And I think it's just they, they kind of had this difficult time in their relationship as that duo. 
And a lot of it is kind of being put out here on this album. And it's that it leads, if anything, for something that is completely compelling to listen to. Um, although I think the brightest spot in this record was when they did pick it up and when they pick it up, it was kind of like an angry intensity. It wasn't something previously where it's like, Hey, let's make a fun song. Da, da, da. It's, uh, uh, I'm really angry and I'm going to yell about it at a really fast pace. And that <laughs> uh, I think shows best through their track woods, which is number seven on this record. Um, but otherwise those songs that do come in, you know, I'm a sucker for the, the slow, sad stuff. I mention it all the time. The national bam, there's that mention this week. Take it. <laughs> oh god. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, of course, I'm gonna slip of it course. in. I gotta slip it in now. now it's not even it. slipping it in anymore. It's just like I just yelled, when, when's, I just when's yelled, it gonna come? I just yelled bam the national <laughs> just to, to punctuate this statement. But um regardless, um yeah, it, it does kind of go about this different route and I respect that a lot. And the fact that they pull it off for the most part it makes for a really enjoyable experience. And I do like the fact that they are that they do switch up vocals a lot because it's mostly Ivan dominated. Right. And it's nice to have that change of pace and have some females in there and some female vocals. I mean, she usually will accompany um, for the most part, maybe lead a couple, but uh, it's it's very Ivan centered yeah. in many regards, just speaking vocally. And uh, when she comes in, it's kind of like getting the other side of the picture in a way. But uh, it's it's really powerful. And I think it's 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 a beautiful album um, for how sad it is. Yeah, yeah. Um yeah, even when it's sad or angry, it's just I always feel like it's it's pretty. Like uh, I'm attracted to a lot of the tracks. Um, like you said, Woods. Um, there is what really what that that track made me think of with the pace was just a sense of trees passing quickly. I felt like just kind of kind of made me feel like I was running through uh, a forest or or woods or driving by and just seeing the trees whip by. Um, and a lot of these tracks kind of kind of made me uh feel something like a a direct experience the the track afterwards uh number eight uh a story yeah, yeah. it just it's got this kind of hazy beach days kind of feel to me it kind of like makes me think of how someone would portray uh a video of someone uh you know uh hashing out a high some type of type of drug high and then it even has kind of a spiral of of you know a bad high that kind of mellows out i i really enjoy it's kind of a journey of a song for me i, I kind of you know put this back track of a of a little you know some type of experience with it <laughs> yeah it's, it's i think the album as a whole is, is a bit of a rocky journey i mean not saying that it's it's bad but just saying that it's like, oh Lord, what's gonna happen next? How are they gonna destroy me next? <laughs> but I mean it in the best way possible because if if they can do it, then that means that they're they're getting through in some reason. And, yeah. I, and I think they do for the most part. But uh with that, let's wrap things up. Uh, it's just about that time. Um once again, if you have any ideas for what we should be listening to or for articles that we should be reviewing or you know, just talking about in general, you can email us soundoff at wknc.org also we are on the twitter we're in the twitter sphere as they call it <laughs> and uh, you can follow us at wknc soundoff all one big beautiful word and uh, next week we will just in general the month of june is hitting with a a fury yes. of just of insane albums that are coming out 
And uh, for that matter alone, very excited about next. It's going to be a good one. Yes. Next week is going to be a great show as we have brand new records from Arctic Monkeys and the debut from Colts, which is long awaited. Yes. For Shorty Shorts over here. We've been mentioning it for, we mentioned it like five episodes ago. Yeah. When they, when they released that video. Yeah. But, um, long awaited. We're very excited to see what's going on. And, uh, also you may notice that things are a little different. Uh, you're not getting this in your stream on Friday. Yeah. So we're changing up things a little bit over this and we're just kind of testing out, um, earlier in the week just because, you know, things over the summer, they, they change a little bit. Absolutely. And, uh, hopefully you're not disturbed too much. Oh no, just think of it as like an early present during the week. You know, you might be sitting around and you, you don't necessarily want to wait until Friday. Yay. Congratulations. You got a new one. You're welcome. Yeah. Quick, yeah. yeah. Quick turnaround. You're welcome. Surprise. Surprise. Yeah. New you can even package with yeah, yeah. Sean's voice in it. And sometimes maybe you'll forget and you'll be like, oh, wait, it's Thursday. I wish sound off would come. Oh, wait, it came out yesterday. Oh, man. What a great day. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, uh, with that, let's sound off. We'll see you next week.